All right. Happy Wednesday, everybody. We've got Lexi Beagle here talking about her. her it's a client spotlight. We're talking about her journey so far with TLF. Um, aside from that, though, before we kind of get rolling, Lexi, how was your day? Uh it was okay. <laughs> stressful right. work day, but good. Stress, yeah, stressful, stressful work day. Did you get a workout or anything today? You get a walk in? It was nice outside. I didn't. I've tried to really take advantage of the nice days lately, but um, work nice. just rolled over into the evening, and then I I did get out to clean our patio for a party we're throwing Saturday. So there you go. There you go. It was super nice out. Well, don't tell me that. I didn't leave the house yeah. today. You were on the patio. <laughs> yeah at like <laughs> i'm out there power washing at six o'clock at night oh that's that's when it was <laughs> power washing <laughs> i'm oh, the yeah. crazy neighbor who's power washing in you know 50 yes. degree weather yes well i know what you're doing on saturday but but nobody else does what are you doing on saturday yeah so we are throwing a gender reveal party we are finding out whether or not we are having a little boy or a little girl no no i'm gonna tell you right now on the call i'm just kidding i what? don't know i said no oh, I'm gonna i was call. like I, we don't know yet. Nobody knows yet. So yeah, I know. Uh, when, when, when is Nicole supposed to find out? Uh, yeah, you lucky dogs will technically uh, know. I won't know. I, I told her I was like, don't. Okay. Don't let me know. Yeah. I, so she'll know. I'm gonna bring the stuff over Friday after after she gets off work. Oh, okay, cool. So they just give me like a like a letter or something. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm just gonna take like a a card with an envelope, have them seal it, and what then do we're doing. A balloon pop. A balloon so pop. she's got to go. She they it, they send it with both color confetti. Yeah. And so it'll be on Nicole to like put the confetti in the balloon and go get it filled. All right, that makes sense. Well, I'll make sure I'm not in the house while she's doing it, or at least not paying attention. Um. All right. Well, cool. Well, that's exciting. I'm excited to celebrate with you guys. Yeah, we're we're very excited. I'll be I'll be happy either way. It's gonna be super exciting. Same. Um, like I said so long as everyone's healthy. We don't care. 100%. 100 fucking percent. Um, is that all you guys are finding out? Because like, uh, is there anything else that, that you can find out with that? No. So we actually opted. You can earlier on around 14-ish weeks, you can do like genetic testing mm -hmm. that will kind of give you a rundown of various like they test maybe slightly positive for this versus that. Oh, okay. And I opted and Brad and I kind of agreed. Yeah. That was almost too much information for me personally. You know, our doctor was like, you're young, you're healthy. No reason to do that. Yeah. I don't feel like you need this unless you really want it. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't really truthfully like dying to know the sex at that point. So it just felt so quick. And now, of course, I'm like chomping at the bit because 14 weeks versus 20 weeks isn't entirely too, <laughs> too long of a wait. Yeah, that's a long wait. Um, but yeah, no, I just, for me the results of genetic testing wouldn't have like changed the course of anything. Yeah, so there's no reason it, to. Yeah. And tr I know too many people that like got a result on the genetic test and then stressed for six oh, months. Yeah. yeah that makes and sense. then their baby was born totally healthy and like oh. ended up not having. Oh, okay. Um, oh, so it's not even like, it's not even like a hundred percent sure. Thing. No, oh, even okay. the sex, even the sex is not a hundred percent. All right. All right. That makes more sense then. Well yeah. then, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think it makes sense to do all that then. And uh, truthfully, it's just something else you have to pay for. <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. Well, good <laughs> shit. I'm excited to find out the gender though, and then I can start buying some shit for it. Right. Um, exciting stuff. All right, cool. Well, let, let's kind of dive in into your journey with TLF, and then kind of yeah. how we got to our conversation we just had with it. So, 
Um, first and foremost, you know, we, we did a client spotlight with your husband, Brad, a while back, and we kind of got some insight into kind of why you both got started. But from your perspective, why why did you join TLF? Why did you get started? Um, and then, yeah. Uh, yeah. So a couple different reasons. One, <laughs> Brad joined before I did and I am the primary cook in the house. So it just made sense because I was already helping him with his meals and like his grocery shopping and stuff. So it just made sense. Kill two birds with one stone. We both benefit. And then we're not doing this weird, like juggling. It just made sense. And then truthfully, I just needed a little bit of a, I've always been a healthy eater. I've always been active, but I just needed kind of a, a really structured regimen. I needed someone to basically be like, here's what you're going to do for the next however many weeks. Yeah. Just to kind of like take the brain power out of it. It's all stuff that I know how to do. Yeah probably more than the average person. It's just like, I wasn't applying any, any of the reserve time or energy that I had, I wasn't applying to that space. That um, so to have you be able to send like a meal plan and ex even workouts, like nobody here knows, but my background, my degree is actually in athletic training. So I went to school. For should've school. Said, we should have started there. I missed I know. that. I missed I know. that. <laughs> so, so, give us a little bit of background real quick. Um, yeah. Okay. So I, uh, I have a bachelor's and master's in athletic training. I was a certified athletic trainer for six years mm -hmm. at various different levels. I was actually Brad's athletic trainer at Murray state. That's how we met when I was in grad school. Um, and so as part an of that, relationship, what's that? But it was an illegal relationship. I mean, it was, nobody about it, so it's fine. um, and you're from San Francisco born and raised yep, from born and raised in California, Northern California, 40 minutes outside of San Francisco. So I miss bits and pieces of that weather, especially this time of year. Um, and then, like I said, I've, I grew up dancing and cheerleading competitively and playing softball and just being active. My family is a very, very active family. We're like the, focus as well. Yes. Yeah. We're like the people on vacation that land, drop our stuff and like we're off doing something, going somewhere. So like I know all the pieces. It's just at some point your life gets so crazy busy that you you prioritize where you want to spend your time and energy. And I was not spending the time and energy on prioritizing like food and, and exercise. Well, especially the, the, the planning aspect of it. Yes, uh, that, exactly. Yeah. Cause you're just kind of just, you know, walking into the week without really any plan of attack. And then when, if you have no plan of attack, you're not really going to stick to a whole lot. Um, I mean, I think, I think everybody here for the most part has a basis, a, a decent understanding about the things they should be doing, the things they shouldn't be doing, but then putting it into action is the hardest part. Um, and that's a lot of the stuff is mental stuff, but I know like Krista, um, from TLF here is pointed out before, like she was just done making decisions. Like she's a teacher and things like that. So it was like, yeah. I just don't want to plan one more thing. Yeah. Um, I've had different trainers that have actually, you know, worked with me as well. They're like, I, I do this shit for a living. I do this for everybody else. I don't want to do it for myself. And honestly, I'm kind of the same way as well. Like I like having a plan to follow. I still kind of do my own. Um, I decide on my food, but then my coach is telling me macros and stuff like that to hit. Um, it's just nice to not have to, to plan that shit for yourself. And that's kind of where you're at as well. Cause you're obviously very edu educated on all this stuff. Yeah. It's just, Hey, here's a plan to go follow now. Now hit it. Well, and also the, 
it's one thing to have the knowledge, but then to also apply it to a point of here's the knowledge and here's the end goal. And it's the middle piece that so many people either don't have or don't want to dedicate the energy to. It's the, what, what are the steps I need to take to get to that end goal? And, you know, that's, that's where the food and the, I can go to the gym three times a week and just do random stuff, whatever I feel like, or I can go in with the structured, you know, push yeah. pull. Yeah. What? Yeah. Type structure or, you know, whatever we're working on that's yeah. going to ultimately cumulatively get me to the goals that I want. So definitely, definitely. Well, good deal. So then, um, you know, did you, Aside from that, did you have any other reasons in kind of wanting to to start this journey now, or was it more so just like Brad had kind of started and then obviously just wanting to get that that routine down for yourself? Yeah. So um, I was, it started, I think the Monday after my 31st birthday. Okay. Um, and I knew we were probably in the next year. Well, we were definitely in the next year going to try to start our family. Mm -hmm. And so I also have struggled with body dysmorphia my whole adult life not to the point where it like limits me in my day-to-day -day. it's just my own personal interpretation of my body versus what other people see and so I knew with all the physical changes that come with pregnancy I would benefit from getting myself at a really really solid starting point so that you know, I wasn't going into all these changes with like, oh, I should have done this. Oh, I could have done this. Oh, I wish I would have applied myself. Yeah. X, Y, Z. So I just, I wanted to get myself in better shape physically, mentally, food wise, even I knew, you know, so many people, my mom jokes all the time about how she gained something like <laughs> she gained a lot of pounds. Yes. She was pregnant with me just because yeah. she thought it was a free-for-all and then oh. once it was all said and done it was like oh crap you know now okay. that extra pounds I have to shed yep. and not that the weight gain is the weight gain is a good thing but yeah. I just wanted to give myself a better starting line yep. so that I was more confident through the changes and I could enjoy the process versus having a versus not so great starting point yeah and then just struggling with all the changes yeah no that, that that's I, I like the practice the prep work that kind of went into that. I feel like not a lot of people do any prep work with like where they look, looking ahead of where we want to be at in a year and then working backwards. I feel like it, most people just aren't doing that, whether it's just not the time or nothing stimulating that thought process. Um, but, but I'm huge on that in every way. It's like, Hey, what, what does the next four, four or five years look like for you? You know, and then where do you want to be at the next year? And then where do you want to be at now? So you yeah. can be at all those, those kind of checkpoints. So it was good. You kind of started that prep work. And I, I, I think it's safe to say that you definitely executed every one of your goals with that. Um, you, you overcome some of those struggles a little bit. I think you were able to, to learn how to give yourself grace while, while maintaining just treading water and just trying, you know, controlling the controllables. Yeah. Um, and hopefully those are good tools that I'm sure you're, you're utilizing to an extent right now, especially just giving yourself more grace and not being hard on yourself for different things. Uh, but then ultimately, whenever you're done and you have a baby and all that good stuff, then you at least have formulated this lifestyle ahead of time. Even if you kind of lose some of those things over the next nine months, hopefully it's something that you can just get right back into. And, you know, obviously right. the support of Brad doing that same thing as well. And then hopefully transitioning that, okay, now that the baby's here, we want to make sure we're doing this for the world, both healthy and we can both function and live, you know, a long, healthy life. But then also 
the better our habits are now when that kid is actually, you know, four or five or six years old and they're starting all their activities. They're also seeing mom and dad are living a healthy lifestyle. And, Absolutely. and I might be getting ahead of, of, of where we're going to kind of be going here in a little bit, but I think that's kind of, um, that's at least my thought for you guys. And hopefully yeah. you're kind of on the same page with that. Totally. Um, I mean, cool. my, my parents were those parents. So I, I very much want to emulate being the really fit, really active, definitely, really involved parents. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's made it so much easier for you to, to maintain some shape of that as, as you've gotten older versus uh, um, never having seen that. And then you're trying to recreate it out of never knowing it. Absolutely. Uh, that's yeah. way, way, way harder to do that. So that's, that's great. They did that for you. And now you can just continue to pass that down generation to generation, you know, any, any missteps they might've had. Now you can correct some of those things and we can continue being better for them. Um, well, so, so here's kind of my next question is that, um, you know, you, um, aside from us just being friends, and whatnot, but once you got pregnant, you know, some people I've worked with people through part of their pregnancy. Um, some people I've, I've been completely hands off and like, Hey, come back to me as soon as you're done. Um, or they've said the same thing. You've, you've stayed more so checking in and just being more mindful. And that's kind of what I recommended you do is that, you know, um, cause we still want to, just because our, our weight's going to be going up. We still want to make sure that our, our mental game is staying in check. And I'm sure that's yeah. very difficult something that I'll never get to experience, um, to do while you're pregnant and stuff like that. But so why, why have you stayed at this point then? Like, and, and yeah. what are you trying to get out of it at this point? So it's, it's more so like you said, it's the mental game right now, like having, being able to feel like I have a reason to make good choices throughout the week, whether it's food or anyone on here who has had a baby, or if you're ever planning to have a baby, you know, or we'll find out pregnancy. You can go in with a plan and Marcus can tell you this. I, before we got pregnant and I think even really early on, I was like, I'm going to be active. I want to, and then all of your energy just gets sucked right out of your body. (laughs) You do is sleep and, and it's, it's different for everyone. It is a crazy wild ride. And so you really have to go in with like zero expectations and just see what you can do. My activity level right now are as many walks I can get in Mm -hmm. during the week. And that's it. And I've had to kind of take a step back and be like, but we're still active. We're still applying good habits. It's just not throwing weight around at the gym Yeah, and shifting, you know, shifting what I need right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so priority, which is awesome. Yes. And, and, what I was getting to is having those check-ins Thursday that hold me accountable to yep. be like, Hey, here's how I showed up for myself this week. Because right now I'm, it's, I'm not on a program. I'm not on a yeah. diet plan. Really. I'm still trying to be mindful of all the things that we learned or that I learned yeah. through the cut. And then even through when we were, I think we were increasing. We just started reverse dieting and, and yeah, and yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, here we go. Um, so, you know, I'm really trying to still apply food choices, number one, and two, just even like, like when I do make a meal, I try to really apply the same ratios. I'm not tracking numbers as far as macros right now, because weight gain is more more important. Um, so it's just listening to your body, right? I I would assume it's just like, Sometimes I'm not hungry. Sometimes I'm nauseous. Sometimes I, I have an appetite and Hey, I'm going to eat during this time. Uh, yeah. And I'm sure, cause you struggle a little bit too with like protein at the very, very beginning, right? Like getting in like cooked meats. Was that it? Yeah. Yeah. So the first, 
first trimester was brutal. I ended up losing almost six pounds, which was not planned because I was terribly, terribly nauseous and had many food aversions, could not touch a vegetable with a 10 foot pole, which for me is very strange. I like, if I wasn't such a down home steak and potato kind of girl, I 100% could be a vegetarian like fruit and veggies are my staple. So the fact that I wasn't consuming vegetables was weird in and of itself. And then on top of it, protein was really hard. I just, it, it smelled bad. It tasted bad. And there's still some of that going on. So it's really very fickle and -hmm. you just kind of have to like ride the waves when you can. And, you know, like you said, listen to your body, just try to give it whatever Mm -hmm. it needs. I had a period where I was feeling really guilty about some of the foods I was reaching for. And there's this saying that people either who have kids or will have kids here. And it's, it pertains to how you're feeding your baby. Um, But it's fed is best, whether you bottle feed or you breastfeed or you do formula, however you feed them, making sure that they're fed is best, you know? And so I was like, why is it that we have that conversation, but we're not focused on mom when she's growing that baby, you know, why aren't we giving ourselves the grace to just be like, okay, so I ate boxed macaroni and cheese tonight. That's okay. Because I still, I still fed us. Um, so I had to kind of do that mental work to be like, take a step back. You're doing what you need to do, even though it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I've stayed just for like you and I have had those hard conversations where yeah. you're like, give yourself grace, yeah, do what you can and show up in the ways that you can right now. And it will change and it will shift and it looks different now and it will look different, you know, yeah. after July too. It's very, and it's so, very, very, very fluid. You yeah. Kind of got to roll with it because otherwise you, it's just adding stress onto your plate of shit that you can't control anyway. So you might as well just you know, enjoy the ride, enjoy the sweet moments, and then, you know, get to the, the, the downtimes, the, the not totally. and stuff like that. Well, uh, and truth be told, like the whole, your whole control, the controllables have, has just been like an ongoing motto in my head through this process is like, yeah. I maybe can't control what I'm consuming yeah. right now, yeah. but I can control, you know, one well, mental it, game for the day, or I control, I can control my sleep. Maybe I was going to say if controlling if one piece. If your body's asking you to rest. It's important that you go rest Yes, and, and to not be hard on yourself for that. You've got, uh, you know, this a, a whole different version of, you know, um, when, whenever you have holidays here and I'm, I'm huge on, hey, enjoy yourself. Like we don't work our ass off all year long so we can work our ass off on, on Thanksgiving and Christmas, stuff like that. We want to enjoy those times. And if you control all the weeks and months for the most part leading up to that, then those few days aren't going to make a big difference. Kind of same thing. This, if you're looking bigger picture of the, you know, the entire course of your life, Hey, you can, you smashed it, you know, the, the six, seven, eight months leading up to you getting pregnant now, and you had a healthy lifestyle before that anyway, but then you just even really honed in on it. And that doesn't mean that that has to go out the window once right. once you have the baby, but during this time, get through it, enjoy all the, all the special moments of it all that you're going to have. And I know that you're, you're good about being present with that and, and, and appreciating all that stuff. So that's always good. Um, so the next thing, um, so Let's kind of go back then, because obviously we just kind of talked about some of your current struggles. Um, let's let's back up a little bit. So lifestyle wise, like you said, you were always um, 
mindful of what you're doing before, but really no, no plan of attack. Um, then kind of once you got started, what were some of the struggles that you had? So you got started roughly May, June-ish time, and then leading up to the time you got pregnant, what were some, what were some of your struggles that you went through during that time? The biggest struggle I remember going through was during the cut phase. I, I love to cook like genuinely cooking brings me so much joy. And I like the freedom of being able to cook what I want, how I want, when I want. And I, I use fresh, like I'm not cooking unhealthy foods, but in a cut phase, as I think everyone here knows, yeah. it's just very, very limited. You know what I mean? Down to the oils and the sauces and the spices that you're using, you have to be super mindful. So I really struggled in, I also love variety in my foods and my menus. Yep. <laughs> and so <laughs> eating the same like two or three meals for weeks on end was brutal. But I just started to figure out ways that like either I went out and found new recipes that I could apply or tweak to where it would fit the macros. Or I think the key for me that we figured out was I would go in like once I figured out the the Matters. snacks or the foods that I had to have and was like non-negotiable to get rid of, I would go in and basically build my macros at the start of a day before I even consumed food so that That's I could awesome. figure out exactly, you know, what I could eat in that day to stay within my macros, but also feel like I was eating the things I still enjoyed eating. Um, so that was the biggest struggle. And then kind of the answer to that. Yeah, no, that's that, that's huge that you were able to, to to do that part, figure out the macro part. And that's one of the reasons why I'm huge on people putting a little bit of time to figure out the macros. Um, I know when I first got started doing it, you know, 12 years ago or so, I was I was irritated with it. I was like, I don't want to do all this shit. Um, yeah. Literally, once I did it for just two weeks of consistency and I started kind of figuring things out, uh, figuring out the, discrep the discrepancies of, of macros and stuff on my fitness pal. Once you get through that, that initial frustration, um, I don't want to take the time to do this, then you learn pretty quick with it. And then that's to me where the sustainability part comes in. Not that you need to track your macros forever, but you know, let's say you see the scale going up, you're getting a little bit softer, you're not feeling as good. Maybe your energy's down, maybe you're whatever's going on um, and you want to reel things back in. That's one of the easier places to, 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 to start, especially once you know that, hey, this is what macros worked in the very first place. So I can at least give me a, myself a starting point with that and you can figure it out. And then you can also learn that um, exactly what you said, that flexibility with it. Um, I get a lot of people say that same exact thing. Like once we get into that cut phase, and again, that's not living in those, 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 those calorie deficits is not a way of life. Like you shouldn't, no, be it's not life. easy. It, it's it's meant to be hard. It's, it's, it's a means to an end. It's a, it's a tool to get what we want when it comes to body composition and ultimately, yeah, we can be flexible, but up to a point. And then once calories get to a certain point, there's only so much we can do. We can change up proteins. We can change up the veggies that we're eating, the fruits that we're eating. But outside of that, you don't have a lot of flexibility with it. And the great thing with you is you're a good cook and you know how to cook things differently. We got a lot of people that don't know what the hell to do in the kitchen. I know minimal, um, but, but I know a decent amount enough so that I can be, you know, have that variety that I want sometimes, but that's just, it, it comes down to, to that as well though. And uh, you've got to be focused on those goals during that time, because also you don't want to be in that time for a lot longer and people, end up hurting themselves because they fuck around for a couple of days out of the week and then they try to water and we're like, well, we're still in this cut. Like you still have a goal you want to reach. It's right. just it's a little bit more discipline. 
Um, but then ultimately, like I said, that's not the the long-term goal with that. Just, just since you mentioned that though, anybody who's listening, if you're not, if you're not watching right now, you're not gonna be able to see this, but I'm gonna share my screen real quick. So I've mentioned putting together a little recipe book thing. So I'm going to share my screen real quick, just so you can see this, Lexi. Anybody else is watching? Let me hide this shit. So I got this meal planner that I'm building out right now. I love it. The female one. So just different. Starts with like breakfast, lunches, dinners, snacks. And then I'll, I'll explain like how to actually efficiently meal prep and stuff like that and try to make it as clean as possible. Um, so like here's breakfast. So, you know, a couple of different protein shakes on here. That's pretty easy and straightforward. And then like this one right here, um, you know, tasty eggs, use a normal egg meal. Um, here's a, a spicy hash meal that you can make as well for breakfast. And I'm still adding on to that. Um, and then you get down to like lunches. Here's tasty beef soft tacos. And the cool thing with this is like, um, you know, so if you're on a low carb, it tells you exactly what to do for the low carb. So here's all your ingredients you want. But if you got to do a low carb day, Okay, then here's what you're gonna have to eliminate from this meal. So you can still have the meal, you're just gonna have to eliminate a couple of different things, moderate carb, high awesome. carb. And then if you if you're on a lower carb, you know, a lower fat diet as well, here's how you can make that adjustment. So I'm really excited to keep on adding to that. My goal is to how the hell do I? There we go. Stop sharing. Perfect. Um my goal is to get at least like five meals on each of those things and kind of yeah. finish it up before I, I start posting out to people so people can use that. But I think that'll be a big help for people. Um, totally. But like you said, though, sorry to get off on that tangent, but like you said, it comes down to you just took your time and figured out the, the macro tracking side of things. And that opened up the doors about what you could do. You were still limited, but you had more room with it. And, and just, I think that the fact that you could choose what you were doing yeah. helped a lot more. Oh, totally. Just Again, to just feeling like I, it was almost like I created the freedom that I needed. It wasn't a lot of freedom, but I just needed no. that little extra something, whether it was, I don't remember. There were certain snacks at the beginning that I was like, I really just don't want to cut this food out. And like my idea of a snack, even now in pregnancy, like I live for my midday snack is an apple and I eat half of it with a little piece of brie and the other half with all natural peanut butter. Nice. And like, it's the best thing ever. So yeah. my idea of snack isn't necessarily to go grab a bag of chips, which is fine sometimes yeah. too. But like when you are counting macros, foods yeah. like that take huge chunks of your, those early cut macros. So you just do yeah. it like, okay, where am I going? What don't I care about as much so that I can still have that thing that I exactly. love? Exactly. I think, I think it, what, what I like about it, and I feel like just like with anything, you know, extremes can be, I mean, anything can be taken to an extreme. It can become a complex and things like that. But I like it because it teaches you, like you just said, to prioritize what matters within your diet. Like the things that I really want to eat, like I'm going to prioritize those. And that helps you eliminate the shit that doesn't, that doesn't, that, that isn't, isn't worth your macros, isn't worth your calories, whatever the case is. Like you just said, both, everything you said was super healthy stuff. I mean, you're eating a little bit of cheese, you're eating a little bit of, of peanut butter and then apple. Like there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But again, just being, once we get down to the nitty gritty of, hey, the scales is, is only budging so much, you know, I want to give you high carb days, have it on that, those days. But the, the the lower carb days, you just got to cut that shit out and be, you know, tunnel vision on what it is we're doing. But then once we start reverse dieting, that's the beauty of it. And that's what a lot of people miss out on is that 
number one, if you're coming to me and you're trying to cut, like that's what I'm going to help you do. But you've right. got to be patient enough to do that, that, that back end of it, which is the reverse dieting, which is to get your calories up so that you can add in fucking two of those apple snacks a day if you want. You know, you can yeah. have more of that type of stuff because you've revved up your metabolism and you've done it the right way. And you can do all that while still looking and feeling all the same ways that you already were. It's just a matter of getting to that point. We obviously just got started on it. So we never got to really see it full. But right now, hopefully you're enjoying all that stuff as well with it. Um, and then, well, you know, it, like I said, it made me conscious, like, because I was so structured about the foods that I was reaching for and grabbing or that we even had in the house. Yeah four, six months before yep. pregnancy, yeah. I, those, a lot of those habits have maintained, maintained to the point where like, obviously I'm not denying myself. I'm <laughs> believe yeah. you me guys. Yeah. I think I had a banana milkshake like three nights after dinner last week. That's delicious. You take some, you win some, Yeah. But or you take some, you lose some, but did you, did you go out and get it? What's that? Did you make it or did you go get it from somewhere? Uh, I'm getting them from Andy's, but uh, I'm weirdo about banana flavored anything. It has to be fresh banana. Yeah, real yeah, banana. Yeah, otherwise I could care less. So, yeah. getting some potassium in there, but yeah, oh yeah. Um, even like that's my vice, and I'm like, one, I need to. It's funny. I kind of feel like a wrestler in high school. I need to make weight. There's yeah. so much weight you should gain in a week. So I'm like, I'll be like. Well, I got to make weight. So I'll, <laughs> I'll give myself the milkshake the but during bit. the day. Yeah. My food choices are still a protein and a veggie and rice or, yeah. you know, an acai bowl for yeah. breakfast, yeah. a smoothie for breakfast. They're still basically what I was eating as we started to yeah. um, reverse diet. So that's good. that's good. I'm happy you were able to get back to that as well. Not have to just struggle through no appetite or, or shitty appetite. Uh. Yeah. That was brutal, man. That was something else. Well, even last night, what's weird too is now I'm in this thing where, and it's happened once we were out to dinner with you guys, and it just happened to me last night. I'll be eating a meal and it'll be really tasty. And then all of a sudden, one bite, and you're like, and I'm done. Can't eat that anymore. And both times it's been fish. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. But you're so sensitive to smell and taste yeah. and everything. That <laughs> there's such a quick turnaround where you're like, okay, I'm done. No more. Yeah. Or you're like running to the trash can. Well, I'm excited. I never had to be pregnant. So that's, <laughs> there's, there's a plus for me on that one. Uh, yeah. Guys be, be kind to your ladies. is all I'm saying. No, yeah, no, no, no doubt on that. No freaking doubt. Um, appreciate all y'all do, but um, all right, cool. So then um, in terms of goals, obviously your goals have a healthy pregnancy right now, but then what, what, what does life look like after the baby? Now, obviously, there's a lot of unknowns. There's yeah. a lot of figuring out a new schedule and things like that. Uh, but ideally, what does that look like? Let's just say that, I mean, good sleep, bad sleep, whatever the case is, what does that kind of that post-pregnancy life look like? What what are, your, what are your goals after that? I think for me, I, I, at this point, having, we're now halfway into this process, the fact that I've been able to roll with the punches of food, but also always come back to solid choices. Exactly. I'm not worried about the food aspect. And truthfully, the food is what comes easy to me. Yeah. It's it's the physical activity piece. It's It was the first thing to go when I got real tired and fatigued. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, your strength and your whole body changes. Yeah. There's a lot of conversation I know for postpartum women on like pelvic floor, mm. depending on how 
delivering stuff goes, you know, mm. you might be starting at what feels like floor negative five. You're doing really minimal movements based yeah. on, you know, how your body yeah. ended up responding to delivery. Um, so I try not to have big goals. I am famous for being that person who hasn't been to the gym in like a month. Mm -hmm. And then I'll go hit the gym for two hours and absolutely murder my body to where okay. I'm like a stiff arm. So like, that's something you want to avoid. The next day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that I've done that. I've been that way my whole life. I'm like, yeah. I'm just going to get in there and, and yeah. get right back to it. Yeah. It's terrible. And now being in my thirties, I can't do that as much as I used to because I will actually hurt myself. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> but I definitely, there's like, for me, I think it's going to be more of a mental, like really prioritizing the mental game of one, showing up for myself, but two, having lower expectations of what I can do right out the gate. Yep. Because I know myself, I'm going to want to, the second I get cleared, mm -hmm. be in that gym and be on the treadmill and yep. be shedding pounds and just getting myself back to feeling like myself. And more times than not, that's probably going to be a process. It will be yep. a timeline versus like a quick get yeah. in, get out. Yeah, exactly. So I'm trying to like work on the mental expectation now so yeah. that when we get there, it can be like, okay, what steps can we take big or small? Yeah. Ultimately get us down. Yeah. Goal. I think, I think you said it perfectly with, with your expectations. And I feel like really that's, that can be, that, that's a high priority for anybody at any given stage that they're in is understanding like where you're at and what are, what are the actual like realistic expectations you should have for yourself? Because I mean, so many here are struggling with that mindset thing and, you know, one slip up, you feel like everything is ruined. You feel like I might as well just quit or whatever the case is. Uh, and I don't think that's necessarily your mindset, but at the same time, it definitely can be because if, if you go into it thinking I'm going to go to the full throttle, yep. you're, you're just setting yourself up for a hundred percent failure in terms of you're going to wreck your body. Then you're not going to be able to go to the gym. Then you might even be hurt and be out of the gym even longer um, or just the mental effects of, wow, I'm super weak, which go into it. You, you're going to be weak. You're, you know, at this point, if, if you're, if you're already not lifting weights and stuff like that, like, yeah, you're going to lose some strength with it, but it'll happen, you know, come back quick with it. Yeah. I think, I think the basis, um, which you've already kind of mentioned during this is you're, you're maintaining that, that control the controllables mindset. And that needs to be that same focus coming out of it. And again, take everything with a grain of salt. I don't have a child. I haven't, haven't been a parent, but, um, I still feel like even when that day comes for me as well, like controlling the controllables it still has to be the name of the game. It, it, like you said before, it might only be that, Hey, I drank enough water today and I slept well. And mm -hmm. if, if you can conquer, conquer those two things, that that's great. And I think, uh, you know, I made a post about this the other day is, uh, at the end of the day, especially if you're at the, the beginning stages, you're kind of going to be at those beginning stages is at the end of the day, you know, what choices that I make that I, that I didn't want to do, but that I did anyway, like they were going to be good for me, you know, and that could literally just be, I went on a 20 minute walk. Like that could literally just be, I was sitting in the drive-through at McDonald's because I had nothing prepped and I chose a healthy option. That, and and that's, that seems like a silly thing, but for somebody who's struggling and they haven't really started making the right choices, you've got to celebrate those small wins and then try to build those up over time. And I think that's kind of got to be where your new baseline is as you get started. And if you can manage those expectations and just be consistent with what you're able to control, you're going to quickly get back in the groove of things over the, over the course of time. 
um, which will definitely be huge. Yeah. Well, it's funny talking to you about it. Like I hadn't really thought about what that looks like yet, just because right yeah. now it's, it's like one foot in front of the other, but like having answered just off the cuff and very truthfully, it's the same kind of mindset that I asked my athletes that I was rehabbing to apply after a serious injury or a surgery. You know what I mean? Like we, we will get you to where you were, but you have to be patient with the process and you have to listen to your body. You have to like, if you try to jump out of the gate, you're only going to set yourself back further. You have to, there there's power in setting smaller goals in order to achieve the ultimate Mm -hmm. goal or the bigger goals. 100%. Oh, yeah. 100%. Well, good. And then obviously, you know, I'll be here to help out with whatever strategies. It could just be, you know, for some people in that same situation is that, fuck, you might not have the time or the energy to go grocery shopping and meal prep. So let's set up an Instacart delivery. Let's set up, yeah. um, you know, meal prep delivery services. Like, will it cost a little more money? Yeah. But if, if that's worth you staying healthy and also I don't have the time to do all this stuff, then let's figure out those solutions. And, and that's just where the, the communication kind of, uh, comes into play with it. Well, good. So I think that, and the good thing as well is that you and Brad are doing this together. And so he'll be there to help out in every way that he can. Um, and whether that's you watch the baby, so I can go get this workout in or vice versa, whatever that kind of looks like. Um, same thing with groceries or whatever the case is, and just having yeah. that teamwork and that partnership there. Um, we, uh, can, I'm just going to add something real quick. We actually yeah. had Please. early on in this process together, we had kind of one of those first moments that I think ended up setting us up better for this next phase yeah. is we realized, so Brad likes to go to the gym, get in, get it done. Uh-huh. Like he doesn't want to be there a long time. He doesn't want to wait on stuff. I like to, that is. You enjoy your time there. I do. I enjoy being there. It's a way for me to turn my, it is the only way I turn my brain off. And so I'll go and I will like really dedicate. I'm there. I'm going to get in as much as I can within reason. Of course. Um, And I'm going to take my time to do it right. Yeah. And so we realized quickly going to the gym together in the same car, not going to work for us because I feel rushed and he's pissed because he's like sitting waiting on me. Yeah. And so, you know, we quickly just decided we'll try to go together when we can drive separately. And that way we can come and go as we please. But ultimately like it was, that wasn't a big enough deal for us to need to go together yep. or either. Of course, us. The gym is really close for you guys as well. So that's nice. Yeah. Yes. Which is lovely. But um, like you said, just changing, changing maybe your plan of attack mm-hmm. to something I've learned in this whole baby space, baby registry space is register for the things that will make your life easier. Yeah. Even if that means paying a little bit more within reason, everybody has a different budget, but I think the same to your point, the same thing applies, right? Yeah. Maybe I don't have, I don't need to buy all the baby gadgets, but maybe we dedicate some of that money we would have allocated for that to Instacart or to a meal delivery service so that, you know, we we, we remove stress off your plate or time that we don't have anyway. Like, I'll pay a little extra for that just because otherwise like you're, you're, you're struggling on so many fronts. Otherwise, yeah. uh, well, I tell my, um, my 
already mama friends. I tell, remind them all the time, the best way for you to show up for yourself as a spouse, as a parent, whatever role it is, mm. is you can't pour from an empty cup, right? Exactly. So you have to be, you have to take the time, even though you might feel guilty, even though yeah. it might cost money, whatever it is, yeah. you have to take the time to make sure you're right so that you can best serve the people in your life. Yep. And so I think that that perfectly aligns. I'm excited for our mom's call that we're going to do here in April. I think we already decided the date. I don't know if I've shared it to the whole community, but um, you know, you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Oh, um, I posted in the the women's group. Yeah. So, so we're going to do, we're going to do a mom's call here in April. I forgot the exact date off the top of my head, Um, but I'm excited about that though, because what you just said, I feel like, you know, I saw my mom and I saw, I mean, my friend's moms. And really, I, I feel like this is um, not just a mom problem. I think it's just as much a dad problem, but totally. moms are it's, more, it's a different- more often the the all-star of the whole situation, especially at the early goings and stuff. Um, totally. And I mean, you, you grew the baby, so you feel even more responsibility kind of right off the bat and whatever that sounds like verbalizing from, from a mom's voice, obviously. Um, but like you just said, though, you, you, you can only give your best if you're, you're pouring into yourself enough to be able to give your best to other people. And I feel like that's where a lot of people kind of miss the mark. Um, even if you take kids out of the equation, even if you're just single, oh, yeah, 100%. Like if you're not pouring into yourself. If you're not having certain boundaries in your life, then you're, you're sacrificing what you can give to the world or to your career or to your friends and family and all that good stuff. And that's just not worth it. It's better. Well, I know like in, in the parenting space, to your point, I think why I'm so passionate about it is because God bless my mom. She did exactly that. Yeah. She dedicated herself 500% yeah. to yeah. being mom yeah. to the point where I think it shifted her whole yeah. Yeah. identity. Yeah. And I just, I can't do that. I just refuse to lose myself in that because I saw, you know, how it shifted and changed changed as we got older. And I think to your point, it is a conversation that's happening. And I don't think it was previously a conversation, which is also brutal. It's, it it was, it became an unspoken expectation, but similarly outside of the parenting space, if you're someone who doesn't ever plan to have a family or kiddos, you know, it's, I think work-life balance for anybody who ended up working from home over the last three years or still working from home, that dynamic totally shifted. And it was, it became really easy to be working at seven or eight o'clock at night because it's there and, you know, it'll make tomorrow easy. And it's just, it is creating those boundaries for yourself so that you can better show up in all aspects versus just that one. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Well, it's good that you're recognizing that now too going into it so you can set yourself up for better success. It's still going to be a challenge. I'm sure there's going to be oh, oh, totally. times you're going to have to remind yourself of that. But if you're going into it with the right kind of expectations and and, and plan of action to an extent, um, that'll help a lot. So so ultimately, though, um, I, I don't even think I need to ask, ask this question. You know, why are these changes important for you to to continue and improve further? Obviously, starting a family, we've already kind of said this stuff. We don't need to beat a dead horse. But do you have anything to add on to kind of what we've already discussed as to why this is important for you? Um, I'm other, always looking for other sources of motivation. Like, why does this really make a difference in our life? Because if it doesn't, we're not going to stick to anything. Yeah, I just, I am a firm believer in, it's a very old saying, but a body in motion stays in motion. Definitely. You know, and 
life gets busy. Life gets harder. The more you add to it, whether it's a partner or kids or a, a pet, yep. responsibilities, bigger job effort, whatever it is, you know, career path, whatever it is, life just gets harder. Life gets busier. The fittest I ever was in my life was when I was in grad school and I literally went from the apartment to the weight room, got a two hour lift in, worked in the athletic training room or was out on the field and then went home, made dinner and did it all over again. I mean, it was so structured and so limited. I didn't have a social life. We didn't go to class. All of our classes were online. So like <laughs> I could almost hyper dedicate myself to the four things that were going on in my life. Right. Yeah. Right. At yeah. that moment, my life does not look anything like that anymore. And so yeah. applying, going out of your way to apply things that will help you show up for yourself, help you continue to make good decisions, continue to keep you accountable. Yeah. Um, I think it just, it sets you up, up for success. Even when it, even when things get hard, when shit hits the fan, as it always will, you know, even just being able to check in on a Thursday and be like, I dropped the ball because life has blown up in my face this week. That's okay. But having to say it out loud or mm -hmm. having to say it to somebody else mm -hmm. is almost a gut check to be like, okay, this week I dropped the ball. What can I do next week to yeah. kind of regain even just the littlest bit of control for myself to make me better, to make me feel better. Um, so uh, that's, well, well, it, like you just said, if you're forced to reflect on it and that's you're, you're getting kind of into the, the last question I was going to ask as well as like, you know, advice that you have for other TLFers out there um, just started or whatever the case is, you know, you've been with me for now, like eight months or so uh, about, you know, what's most important. And, and one of the things I think that you would say with that is those check-ins. Cause like you just said, and like I always say, the most important week to check in is the worst week that you have because you're forced. Okay. Nobody wants to do that reflection. I don't want to do that reflection. Not that I don't know anybody who likes saying negative is about their week. No and, one wants to yeah. fail. No and, one and, likes to fail. Yeah, exactly. And so, but, but if you, if you care about it enough though, like you don't have to be hard on yourself. You don't have to, to make yourself feel bad and, and dig some, some mental hole for yourself. That's not what I mean about, you know, talking about the, the negatives from your week. Like, obviously I want to talk about the positives as well, but if you had a, a struggling week, we need to dive into it. Why did you have a struggling week? Um, you know, it, it, you didn't just make bad food choices. Maybe you didn't have the right food on hand and ready to go at home. Maybe you didn't grocery shop or maybe you grocery shop, but you didn't meal prep. Like there's other, there's a root cause thing to kind of what's happening with that. Um, and then maybe the root cause to, to why you didn't go grocery shop and meal prepping is that you're losing sight of why this shit matters to you. And we need to dive deeper into that. And if you had a bad week this week and you don't address that, it's going to happen again. And then it's going to turn into a month. And before you know it, I've reached out to you 10 different times and you haven't ever responded because it's been a shitty time. And that's, what are we doing here? You know, nobody's winning. Exactly. And, yeah. um, you know, again, you know, I've said this before, like, that's the reason why I, I, I have a coach because during this off season, I want to make sure I stay in check and I stay aligned with what my goals are. And just having that little extra source of, I've got a check-in day coming up. And I want to make this person proud. I want to show up for myself and not be disappointed in what I'm writing down. Um, and if I am disappointed in it, guess what? I'm probably going to do better the next week versus, yeah. hey, I don't want to check in because I had a bad day. Well, I'm probably going to have another bad day because of that then. 
but so outside of that, then any other advice you have for, for current members or, or anything of that nature, um, you know, how to be successful? Um, well, I was just going to say kind of to piggyback off that last thought you had. Um, I remember there were times when checking in with you and my weight maybe didn't go down as much as we hoped or we had planned or discussed, but the check-ins and answering questions allowed us to go, well, gee, Lexi, you had a crazy stressful week Mm -hmm. and stress causes like actually causes a reaction for the body to maybe not drop weight because it's in that the flight part of fight or flight. Right. So like sometimes it actually helped me not feel as guilty because it painted a bigger picture than just like, great. I, the the scale didn't change. It's not all about the number. So trying to, I'd say my advice is try to always take a step back and look at big picture. Yep. That like there were weeks where I just plateaued and it was so frustrating. But when I took a step back and like looked at my progress, the little graph that you can pull up in your app, um, yeah. you know, I reminded myself where I started versus where I was yeah. versus where I was hoping to get to. Even now I'm doing it with my pregnancy weight gain. Like I still plug in my weight, even though it's weird to be <laughs> literally doing the opposite of where we started. Yeah. It it's one giving me peace of mind from, mm-hmm. you know, uh I'm doing what I need to do for myself and for more importantly this baby, but it's also helping me go, okay. Where where can I allow myself to enjoy this pregnancy craving type thing? You know yeah. what I mean? Like again, there were weeks where I was dropping weight or our not gaining the weight that I needed to gain mm-hmm. per doctor's orders. So it just, it gives you perspective that you no. don't get in your everyday, unless you're keeping a food journal or a weight journal, which sounds miserable. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? It just, it gives you something to look back to and go pictures never did it for me. It is just not, yeah. again, it's not where my brain goes as yeah. far as like where I see the, the benefits it was i went back through to some of my early check-ins and i would re-review like what were my goals what were some of the answers i gave and just remind myself where i started versus where i was and where i was versus where i wanted to go so i love having that even like the little celebrations when you hit the number of workouts that you've done and and yours i love a little like celebration a little mini mini win and so having those tools built in, I think, and using them, gosh, use your tools. That is my advice. Use the tools. They're there for you for a reason. They just make life easier. Yeah. Yourself to make life easier. Well, yeah, a hundred percent. And it's always worth that little bit of, of, of extra work up front to figure out where those things are to, you know, figure out, like you said, learning how to track your macros so that you could have a little bit more control with what Mm -hmm. you were eating versus having to blindly just follow a plan. Um, like you said, with, with the whole progress types of thing is, is, you know, when in doubt, zoom out, um, you know, watching like um, YouTubers talk about finance and stocks and that type of shit. You know, they always yeah. say when in doubt, zoom out. You know, you can't just look at how is this, pro- you know, progress over the course of this week? How has it progressed over the, over the past 10 years? Um, and kind of same thing with this as well. You know, so that's good that you were able to review not just the weight, not just the pictures, but also what your mental state was then, you know, what were, what were your struggles then versus now? Um, 
and, and to, to count up those, those small wins, like you said, just the little milestones you have with those things. Like you've got to, especially when you're down, you've got to start, you, you got to trans transfer your thoughts into looking for the small wins when it doesn't feel like you're having a lot of wins, you got to start being more mindful of that stuff because chances are you're probably having just as many wins as before, but you're so hyper-focused on this one thing that's not changing the way you want it to, that you feel like you're, you're failing everything. And in reality, your lifestyle is in a whole different spot. You actually have energy now versus, and not necessarily you, but other people, like you didn't have energy before you, you, you before you started focusing on this stuff. Yeah. Now you're pissed that your, your weight's not changing a whole lot, but you actually have energy to play with your kids or you actually are sleeping better. Like you, you just, even if that scale doesn't drop as fast as you want to, you just added years onto your life because we got something in check. Yeah. Uh, I remember long before my weight started shifted, shifting, my joint pain went away. I like yeah, was having awesome. chronic joint pain at night, which is just brutal yeah. and shift in food and diet helped yeah. eliminate that. And it was like, well, yeah. that in and of itself yeah, okay. that that shows you you were likely inflamed as well, which is still kind of surprising because I always know that like even if you weren't following a macro based or like you know a a better composition of your your meals and stuff, you're still eating healthy meals. But that still shows that there's always room to to improve. So it's it's crazy that you notice you know joint pain going away during it um, for somebody who's you know a healthy thirty year old essentially. But um, yeah, so so look for those small wins. Um, when in doubt, zoom out. Look back at the whole, whole package versus just what happened this week. Um, you know, check in on the hard weeks. Um, again, like you said, some of the, the hardest weeks, I, I told you to give yourself grace because you needed to. And, and that you also could learn from those things as well is that you learn why you didn't lose weight this week. You know, your body's already in a stress state. If you're doing excess cardio or extra cardio, your weight training, and you're in a calorie deficit, like you're doing all these things that are creating a stressful environment for your body. So then if you throw into, you know, work stress or fighting with a spouse or having a flat tire, like all these other things are going to add up and, and, and push that stress to, to a level that, okay, now your body's not going to respond the way we want, we, we, we want it to. Um, so it's important that you checking in so you can learn these things. Um, Cause again, like, yeah, you could just follow playing blindly and, and, and lose the weight and whatnot. But if you're not really learning all the ins and outs of it, then it's not truly sustainable. All you're doing is just cutting calories and then it's going to come right back. Um, so yeah, it's important that you're kind of learning all that stuff. Well, Lexi, I appreciate your time that I said before we started recording, I was like, this would probably only be like 30 minutes. And of course we talked an hour, um, everybody, that's all right. Lily, Brad, um, uh, Matt, Ellie and Dexter. Thanks for being here guys. Lexi, anything else that you want to share? I'll, I'll ask anybody if they would have any questions for you, but otherwise, um, before I, nothing else. Yeah. That's fine. You don't, you don't need to. I'm just seeing if you did. Uh, anybody who's on right now, you guys have any questions for Lexi? Um, any thoughts, anything like that? I'll take just it. nice job and keep it up. Hell yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see uh, Lexi, what, what, uh, how things transpire once, once that baby comes out and kind of where, where life goes from there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's slightly intimidating. I will say totally unrelated caveat. It is a weird space to be the generation who's having their kids on social media. And I say that in like, I think we went from one extreme to the other, as far as nobody was talking about all the stuff that was happening and like mom guilt and, and yeah, yeah. all that stuff. And now it has shifted to where it's like yeah. aggressive and 
I, I love that people are talking about it, but in the same place, I recently told my mom, I'm like, if we knew how challenging any challenge in life was before we did it, before we committed to it, we wouldn't do it. Yeah. So I kind of feel that way about this whole parenting thing is like social media is almost making it feel like it is just the worst, most impossible <laughs> task. And I just, I don't let my go, myself go there, yeah. but at the same time, I'm like, good God. I mean, there's gotta be joy in it somewhere. Right. <laughs> Oh, there definitely is. Otherwise, you wouldn't have multiple kids with it all. Well, and I just think about there's a there's a world for like crazies out there, and and people that are not very very smart. Um, not saying that I'm super smart, but there's some people I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how did you have kids, and how how are they successful or whatever? So if if they can do it, you you and Brad can definitely do it. Well, you can do it. Brad will be there to help. <laughs> just fuck with you, Brad. Um, well, cool. Anyway, I uh, appreciate you guys being here as always. Tomorrow is check-in day, so get those check-ins in. Um, I've been seeing a lot of good momentum from majority of us here. Um, I've had some people kind of fall off, but I've gotten gotten into some people a little bit over some text to get you guys refocused. So otherwise, though, guys, have a great uh, rest of your week. Get out and enjoy the weather. Lexi, go on, a, go on a walk. Go get some sunlight. Go get some vitamin D for you and that baby. And uh, I'll see you guys on Saturday, and I'll see everybody else on check-in day tomorrow. Cool, cool. Lexi, thanks for being here. Yeah, absolutely. All right. See y'all. Bye.